You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. And me, Barbara Ann Wild. And today we have a very exciting episode because we have a guest, and her name is Tammy Pickles, and she is a partner in a matchmaking service called Elite Connections. Hi, and welcome, Tammy. Hi, thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. We have so many questions for you, but first things first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your services and what you do, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so we have a matchmaking agency, my mom and I. She started the company 27 years ago, and the funny story, she kind of started the business because she was single, and she went to a matchmaker, brought home some videotapes, and I helped pick out my stepdad, but she's been with him ever since, and she just thought, what a great way of meeting people. So then she started her own company just a few months after meeting her husband, And then she's, you know, started from one office and now we have about 13 nationwide and international offices. And I grew up in the business, but I really fell in love with what I do when I was able to start matching clients and working with people personally. So we help busy professionals meet each other, but we meet, screen, interview, background search all of our clients, and then we make appropriate matches. We show pictures and profiles so both people are excited and interested and attracted and feel like there's something in common together. Um, and then we set up the match, and then they, they meet each other and then let us know what happens, and then they either continue to see each other or we work on something new for them. So your mom met her husband while she was matchmaking? No. So that's why uh, she got into the businesses. She was single. She was actually in real estate and she was like, I'm going to be single forever. It was like back when the penny saver ads. Were oh there. God. Yeah. I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm a single mom. All I do is play tennis and work. And when am I ever going to find someone? So she joined a matchmaker and she just thought what a great way of meeting people. So she started her own business for you know, 27 years, it's been called Elite Connections. We've grown from one office to 13 offices. She just started the business because it worked for her. And she just loved the idea of being able to help people that way. And so we've been doing it ever since. That's amazing. I It's so funny because like during these times, like during COVID, I always wonder like, how do people meet people? Because with, with these times, people couldn't go out, couldn't do anything. It's got to be so hard for people to meet each other. Yeah, it was so hard. I mean, we had a lot of our clients just kind of, okay, I'm going to focus on my business and, and, and getting through this. And then it went on and on and on. And people are like, okay, 
I'll just meet someone, however we can meet someone. And so then we started doing kind of virtual dates. And when they were comfortable, then they'd meet up for a walk or a hike or a picnic. So it was really rough. And I would say the first six months, people were a little scared to go out and meet new people. But, you know, they would talk and they would talk over the phone and they would virtually meet. And I feel like it there was a positive side to it because it's not like they would go on a first date and then just totally write somebody off and like, no, I wasn't feeling it. wasn't feeling chemistry, whatever. They were getting to know someone kind of on a friendship level and then they would meet in person and then, you know, see how it went from there. But I did have quite a few good connections come from the pandemic that are still together. But now that we're out of it and people are able to get out, I mean, phone is ringing off the hook. Like nobody wants to be alone anymore. They, if they've tried the dating apps, it's not working for them. They reach out to us and they're just like, I want a better way of meeting other professionals that are like serious and want to settle down and the whole thing. Barb and I talk about this all the time because like back in the day, like I remember when we were younger, our parents always used to have like, you know, cocktail parties at the house and that's how people really met each other. And nowadays a lot of people are using apps and I know a lot of older people that, you know, that are are not comfortable with using apps that are like, you know, I don't want to use an app. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I just want to meet somebody. And well, there isn't, it's so hard to meet people these days because what are you going to do when you're older? You don't go, you don't really go to clubs anymore. You don't want to go to a bar and meet people. How, how do you guys, like, how do people find you? Do they just, do they just know about you or like, how do people make that decision to actually go to a matchmaker? Yeah, most people are looking into different ways of, of meeting someone. So if they like have gone the app route or don't want to go the app route, then they usually look into other kinds of companies um, like us. And so, you know, we pop up when they're Google searching or whatnot. They look into our companies, our reviews, things like that. A lot of word of mouth, people spreading the word. So we have a lot of friends of friends that we've worked for that are just spreading the word and like, oh my gosh, you have to use this matchmaking company. And so they reach out to us. Majority of our clients, they are reaching out to us. They're interested in a matchmaker. So they maybe are even a bit more serious about finding someone because they're investing in a matchmaker versus you know, me at, I I go out to a bar and I'm like, oh, are you single? I want to bring you in to meet my client. You know, people that are looking into a matchmaker seem to be a bit more serious than just if I'm reaching out on Instagram or social media or whatever. And like, hey, you single, come to us. So majority of our clients have reached out to us because they want to meet you know, professional that we have pre-screened and met and interviewed and background searched and the whole thing. They're just a bit more serious and they want a better way of meeting other professionals in the area that they maybe are not going to come across because those types of people aren't on the apps and on the websites. Hi, this is Barbara and Tammy. Uh Are your services inclusive of maybe you get someone that wants to hire you to do matchmaking for them? And do you do like makeovers? Do you, are you in through that whole process or is it just basically, you know, you screen them and then you, how do you go about your process? Like, do you work with the client individually first Or I'm just trying to, you know, figure out what your services entail. Yeah. So we typically start with like a a phone conversation and then we will meet virtually 
or in person. And then we just get to know our clients, what they're all about, where they came from, their past, their past relationships, you know, what they do for hobbies, for fun, what's important to them and the person they're wanting to meet. And they go into quite a bit of detail about what's important. Maybe it's religion, maybe it's wanting children, whatever it may be. And then we come up with ideas of, of members that we know personally that we think would be a good fit. But then we, we send profiles to both parties and then they both agree to meet each other. They see a photo, they see a profile, they're interested in meeting the person in person. And then we set up you know, the date and then, you know, they let us know what happens, if they liked each other, if they're going to see each other again, um, or if they're ready for something new. And, and we do get feedback, which is, which is very nice to be able to, you know, somebody goes out with somebody and they're like, well, I thought it was a nice date. I, I like them. I'd like to see them again, but how do they feel about me? And instead of never hearing from someone again, you might get feedback on, why they weren't interested, or maybe you did something that turned them off. So it, we kind of feel like we're a friend setting up two friends and we're relaying feedback or sometimes it's nice to get, okay, I had a client that went out with a woman three times and she's like, I really like him, but like, I don't know if he's interested. He like won't put his arm around me. He won't hold my hand. He hasn't gone in for a kiss. So like, I don't really know if he's interested or if this is a friendship or whatever. So then I relayed that to him and he's like, oh my gosh, I just wanted, I didn't want to be too forward, but yes, yes, I'm totally interested. And then the next date he went in for the kiss or the handhold or whatever. So it's, it's kind of nice that like, you might not get this feedback if it, you were just dating on your own on dating apps and things. So we're kind of along for the ride. We're giving feedback. We're giving criticism on if something may have happened. Oh, you talk too much about your ex. Oh, you're talking about your drama. You're talking about politics too much. You're talking about COVID too much and, and whatever, <laughs> you know, so we can relay those things that we're hearing from the dates and kind of helping someone in their dating journey. Like I have one guy that every first date he goes on, it's like he's going to marry this person. And I'm like, oh my God, make it easy. Like, you're not going to marry this person. You know, get to know them, be friends with them. But like, don't go into it like, oh, I'm going to take you on trips and you're going to meet my family and we're going to get married and have babies. He's just, he's so excited to meet someone, but like it comes off as desperate and scary. So I have to relay that to him, which is helpful because he doesn't realize he's doing it. He's intense. He's excited. He wants to meet someone, but he doesn't realize that he's scaring off these potential matches off the first date. So it's kind of nice. It's almost like you setting up two friends and then, but you're hearing from both sides and you can kind of help them. So that's kind of how I feel is, is I'm matching my friends, but it's okay if you don't like my friend, we'll work on something else for you. I'm not offended. And I just, you know, I love being able to help people in this way and helping people that they're not able to find someone on their own just because they're busy and they're working hard and, and they're just not coming across the right people because they don't want to date their friends' friends and that kind of thing. So it, it's super rewarding to be able to help people throughout this process and, and the dating process in general. That is such a cool way to, to think about it. Like, because you, you're right on apps, you don't, you know, you often hear about people saying, oh, I was talking to this guy and this seemed, things seemed really great. And then he just ghosted me. Right. And, and so that you're right. That's super cool that you actually can get some feedback and not, you know, be yeah. left in the dark. And then like on, on these apps, like I hear a lot of people that are like, they feel like they're just serial dating on these apps. Right. and 
not not that it hasn't worked for a lot of people, but for some people, they're like, I, I feel like they're just waiting for the next person to talk to, or we talk for months and we never meet. And it's kind of a waste of time for some people. So people that come to us do tend to be a bit more serious. They want to settle down. They want to meet in person. We're not letting people talk for months and weeks at a time. We are setting up the the, the dates or, or making mm-hmm. them set up the dates within a certain length of time. So we're kind of, you know, working with people that are, are a bit more serious about sitting down, seeing if there's a connection and then moving on. It's like such a time waster of talking with somebody for weeks and months and then you meet and you're like, oh my God, I should have just met right off the bat instead of going on and on with this person. And then I sit down and I'm like, oh my, I'm not attracted. I would not interested, you know, that kind of thing. I, I always tell my friends because I have a lot of friends that are single and they go on dating apps or, you know, I'll tell them about a friend of of like my husband's that's single or something like that. I'll show them a picture. And a lot of people look at a picture and they're like, "Mm, yeah, that person's not my type. And I always say to them, you know, I think it's so much more impactful when you meet somebody in person. You can't go off pictures because pictures sometimes, you know, a a lot of people don't know how to take a good photo of themselves and people are more dynamic in person. I just feel like it's so much more important to, to get past just the picture of the person and meet them. Or the other way around, they might look really good, but then they're like, you know, a blank sheet of paper when you meet them in person. Totally. You know, I know there, there's so many times where I've had to talk my clients into meeting someone. Cause I'm like, it is just a photo. I think you guys are going to be compatible in so many ways. I think you should meet in person and they do. And you know, I'm right. And, and there you go. But um, if you didn't meet just based on a photo, then you would have never known what could have happened. So yes, I, I totally agree. It's a photo. You should need to be open-minded, meet someone. I've had people meet, I've said, them up and then they they stay connected just friendship wise and then they get introduced they get they go to a party or an event or something that they get invited to and then they meet someone that way it's just kind of opening up your social circle getting out there meeting different types of people and you never know what could happen is there more of a like a dominant age group that that comes to you yeah i mean probably the larger pool would be like 40s through 60s, but we really do have all ages from 20s to 80s. But I probably would say in the middle is there is more of our larger pool. So you said that your mother started the company 27 years ago. How have you seen the company change and how's your approach changed since social media? Because that means you would have been around before social media and then social media hit. And I'm sure it completely changed your industry. Right. So when she first started the business, we used to mail profiles and <laughs> snail mail to the people. And then we'd call them, did you get my snail mail? What do you think of her? I mean, the process took forever Wow. of setting up people. And like, you're like, oh, check your mail, check your mail. Look for the photo that I and the profile that I sent you. What we're doing now and how we can get a hold of people by text and email and virtually meet people. I mean, I can match people across the world and I can really get to know them because I can virtually meet with them. And it's, it's almost as good as meeting in person. So it has expanded our business a million times, just that we're able to 
meet people that we wouldn't normally be able to sit down in an office to get to know and interview and make sure it's a good fit. So, I mean, I I have helped people around the world meet each other and I feel like I really do know them and I know him and I know her and and I'm putting these people together because I think that it's going to be a good fit. But that's part of our process is like really meeting our clients and getting to know them and what they're all about and, and who they're looking for. And then putting these two people together based on all of those things. Um, We feel it's important to know our clients well versus send them off to, to another matchmaker that doesn't know them, doesn't, has never met them and is just matching them on a computer screen. We really feel like the personal uh, approach and knowing two people personally is going to be able to make the best matches for our clients. Where are you guys based out of? So we have 13 nationwide and international offices, but we have offices all over Southern California and Northern California, New York, Miami, Vegas, Texas. Those are some of our larger locations, but we really can help anyone anywhere. If somebody came to us from Kentucky, we would hire a team and we would recruit and and find matches for them in that area. Are you comfortable discussing what it costs to sign up and become a member? Sure. So in some of our larger locations, we would have unlimited matches and hold time with the packages and then fees where we're actively searching and recruiting for our clients would start at 9000 and that's for a three-month membership and then it would go up by length of time. But then we may have somebody we're searching for that we want a client, we would like to be searching for that client. So somebody may come to us and we would think, oh, you may be perfect for the client I'm searching for. So I could possibly bring them in on a complimentary membership just to meet my client. So there's different ways of joining. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to pay 9000 to be part of our database. Oh, I see. And once you're a member, are you always a member until you're in a relationship or is it something that's just for a specific time period? So full memberships uh, where we're actively searching for someone on a regular basis, giving them a certain amount of matches, that would be for a length of time, but they would stay in the system even if their membership expired. So we're not actively searching for them if their membership expires, but they stay in our database. So if we were searching for somebody down the road that we thought was going to be a good fit for that membership that expired, then they're just kind of always going to be a part of our database. And that's why we, how we have such a large database for our clients. Some of my girlfriends, because, you know, Barb and I are married to musicians Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of like-minded friends, I guess. And a lot of them who are now, you know, in their late 40s, early 50s, are still interested in guys with a little bit of edge. They want a guy that either has tattoos or rides motorcycles or is a musician or just has some edge. Do you have like a database like that? Or if not, I think I could supply you. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We do have men with an edge. Uh, I I do have quite a few musicians. We really work for all different types of people from you know, attorneys to business owners and, you know, athletes and musicians. We really have every, every type of person in our database. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Do you ever set up long distance relationships or is that because you said locally, do you try to steer your clients away from that? Or if if you have someone in New York that would be perfect for someone that you're working with in L.A., do you ever try to make those connections uh, long distance? Yeah, you know, I, I occasionally do if, if someone is open minded to traveling or they travel on a regular basis to a certain area. Um, it would be hard to make a match for someone in LA with someone in New York and neither of them want to relocate and neither, neither of them uh, travel very often to that area. That would be a harder match. But I do have a lot of people that um, they're bi-coastal, they travel back and forth. So yes, if they're open-minded to traveling and meeting someone in a different location, I, I for sure have made many matches for people that are, you know, traveling and, and live in, in different areas. And do you encourage your clients to stay within their age range or do you, <laughs> do you, you know, do you frown upon like huge age differences or you get, you know, a client that's a 60 year old man that tells you he's not going to date anyone older than 30? Do you have parameters or, you know, how does that work? That's part of the interview process. If somebody is 60 and they're wanting to have babies, they would be letting me know that throughout the interview process. And I don't take on every client. If I didn't feel I could help them, then I wouldn't bring them on as a client just because reputation and like, let's not take on a client that's going to be unhappy that I can't help. So if I didn't feel I could match someone based on what they're looking for, then I wouldn't bring them on. Um, and I would be upfront and honest. I, I would say I just don't have anyone that I feel would be a good fit. And and I have done that many, many times. There's somebody that's very specific in what they're looking for and I don't feel I could deliver, then I'm not going to bring them on. Okay, Tammy, now down to the down and dirty. What have been some of the most outrageous requests that you've received? Oh, boy. Um <laughs> I get all kinds of calls. These are not clients, but they, they will call me and they'll say, I want someone that has braces. <laughs> uh, I have a foot fetish. These are kinds of, you know, weird calls I get all the time. I mean, these are phone calls that come into my office that I can't get off the phone quick enough. Um, we are not some kind of weird fetishy service. You know, if you can't find a date on your own, I'm not going to be able to help you either. So <laughs> you, need normal, you need to be a normal individual that can like date on their own. And it's not like... People come to me and they're like, oh, you people, you know, that use your service probably just cannot date on their own. No, I can't help those people either. Like I, I have to be able to match my clients as well. So I need to work for people that are normal. They're outgoing. They can go on a date and they're going to have normal conversation. I mean, sometimes it's like if I meet someone and interview them, I don't know exactly what they're going to be like on a date, but it all comes out. So in LA, I'll, you know, I'll match someone to a girl and she's out there and she's like, uh, I'm broke. I need somebody to help me pay my bills. Yeah, I'm looking so, for a sugar daddy. Right. These are all things that come out. They're all going to come out. And, you know, sometimes I have made clients upset because they're like, Tammy, this is not what I'm looking for. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You were her first match. I thought she was lovely when I met her, but she's not lovely. And that will never happen again. So then I can never match, you know, someone with that person on uh, that I don't know very well. 
So those kinds of red flags come out and it's awkward and weird and, but I will learn about it. So, so when I first interview someone, they're not always upfront and honest about everything, but it all comes out and I, I, you know, I will know what your intentions are because you're going to be talking about it, that you need somebody to, you know, pay your bills and you need somebody to take care of you and all those things. And that's not what we're all about. We're not about, you know, matching a man with arm candy that needs to be supported. Uh, That's not what our men are looking for. That's not what we're all about. Sometimes it takes time for us to figure those types of things out, but those are red flags and we will never be working for that person again. So uh, <laughs> if you're that type of person, don't come to us. <laughs> we, we, we are not going to be able to help you. And that's not what we do. Okay. So if you're looking for a 50 shades of gray experience, do not hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your best advice to people on when they first meet somebody? I would say, you know, be open-minded. So many times after a first date, somebody's like, I just wasn't really feeling it. A first date is sometimes awkward. It's hard to get to know someone after an hour. So like if they're interested in seeing you again and you're like, oh, they were nice, give them another shot. Don't just write somebody off after a first date because people can grow on you. I get it if you're not attracted and you're like, oh my God, no, never. But like if they were nice and you're like, oh, I I could see something happening, but it was awkward and there was silence and he said something weird about his ex, you know, just try to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them a second opportunity. So many times I have talked my clients into meeting on a second date and they ended up together because first dates are like, it's like a weird interview. Like you got to get past that for people to let their guard down and open up and let the true colors come out. What type of dates do you encourage your clients to take somebody on a first date? Like, are there certain things that you think work better than others? Like, clearly going to a rock concert wouldn't be a great first date because you can't talk or, you know, hear each other at all. So are there certain things that you feel like this is the perfect type of first date or is it different for everybody? I think a lot of our first dates are dinner dates. After a first date, a lot of people like to do interactive dates, like, you know, something that you could do together that's fun, that's still you can chat and get to know each other, but you're doing something while you're on the date. So just like, you know, axe throwing. I've had some clients go on an axe throwing date. I saw that on Time Out Magazine. It's a big thing right now in LA. Yeah. (laughs) Funny. Okay, or, uh, you know, a bowling date or, um, you know, just d- different interactive dates, a hiking date even where you're doing something while you're doing something, you can get to know each other. But most of the time, my clients do go on first dates or dinner dates so they can, you know, really invest and chat and get to know each other versus, you know, something that is maybe harder to chat with somebody while you're doing an interactive kind of date. I, I think that's always good. Like it's always a good icebreaker to have something else to kind of, you know, fill in your time. Have there been any dates that or matchmaking that's happened that totally surprised you? Like two oh, people yeah. that you thought wouldn't have been a great fit and they turn out to be perfect fit? Yes, there has been matches that I made that I'm like, well, I think you know, uh, maybe they're going to be attracted to each other, you know, and then they end up totally hitting it off. And I'm like, wow, yeah, I didn't really see that coming. Yes, I made them. Usually I make thoughtful matches, you know, but sometimes it's like, 
Well, I think that they'll be attracted and I think that they have some things in common, but really you, you don't, it's, it's like, you don't know if these people are going to have the chemistry and the personality similarities until they meet in person. So there's been many times where I'm like, I just kind of throw two people at each other because I'm hoping it's going to work. And then it does. And I'm like, woo, yeah. But then sometimes it doesn't work. And, you know, sometimes that is just getting out there and meeting, meeting people and, you know, kissing, kissing some frogs until you find your Prince Charming. Uh, it's that you, sometimes you just kind of get out there and meet someone and then you don't know until you try. And that's, you know, kind of my motto is like, get out there and meet some people. And you do, if you don't say yes, you, you would miss out on that opportunity of meeting that person that is going to be your person. So that's a lot of what I tell my clients is be open-minded, meet someone you wouldn't normally get to meet and see what could come of it. Uh, be a, be a yes, man and woman, you know? It's interesting too, because, you know, I know quite a few people that I've kind of given up that have given up on dating, given up on going out, just completely given up on, um, on meeting someone else. And I've just like kind of, accepted that they're just going to be alone. And it makes me sad because I, I think there's so many other ways that they could meet people. Do you have any ideas on how to get people back into like the dating pool or into meeting people and how to like kind of coach someone into it? I think that they need to be internally invested um, to finding someone and being open-minded to the process or else they will be like, a downer on it. And they will just think negatively about people coming into their life or new people. They'll have guards up and they won't let somebody fully be part of their life because they're going to have the doubts and the, no, I, I, I don't believe that there's another person out there for me. So I feel like they have to be positive about meeting new people and the experiences and being invested in finding someone. So whether that's like, Maybe they, you know, want to talk with someone about, you know, kind of the past and moving into finding someone and being into a, like a positive headspace about it. Counseling or talking to a therapist or like working through maybe traumas of the past or like they were hurt dating and they're just not wanting to get back into it. I think they need to be internally ready and positive about finding someone. What has your success rate been like? Do, have you had a lot of marriages or? Oh, countless, countless marriages. Really? Wow. We have, we have a pretty good success rate of, of our clients that meet someone they end up with. We have 86% that will find someone that our clients meet and date for six months or longer. So eight out of 10 or so meet someone that they're with for a significant length of time. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the people that come to us, they do tend to be a bit more serious and they're invested and they want to find someone and they want to commit to the person. Right, right. So, you know, higher success rate than maybe, you know, the, the hundreds of thousands uh, that are out there on the apps that are maybe not serious and they're just kind of dating around and they may have other lingering things on the side and they're just kind of seeing what else may be out there kind of a thing. Sounds like you have to be somewhat of a, have a background in psychology to do what you do. And then, you know, it makes a lot of sense that I, I would think that if you have that older clientele or that demographic that maybe most of those people have worked through 
some of the things that, you know, brought them to you prior to consulting with you or, or hiring you to help them. So I think that's, it's pretty interesting to think that, you know, I mean, when they get to you, I would hope that they're ready to, you know, be serious about what it is that they're looking for. Right, right. And and sometimes people kind of get stuck in their heads too. They have like this picture perfect person in their head and and maybe that person or that type is not working for you. So maybe you need to look outside of that type. And that's where I kind of come in too. And like the open-mindedness of it all. Like maybe you don't need that musician that's a certain height that lives in a certain area like maybe you need to be open to other types of people that have edge kind of a thing you know right I mean and and I think that that's just key is that you have to be open and you have to be open-minded and you have to give people a chance too because people get you know they get nervous they you know they they're, they're guarded they've been through hell also and you just never know and you have to give people a chance a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I like to play matchmaker sometimes and it, it sometimes it doesn't work out so well for me, but <laughs> for me, for me as well. <laughs> but you know, I try. I want to see people happy and I it, there's nothing worse to me than seeing uh, someone you care about that's like lonely or alone and feels like there's no hope for them. So Right. Send them my way. I'll help them out. Okay. Well, Tammy, thank you. It's been a pleasure um, uh, hanging out with you and chatting with you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. We appreciate that. Um, so if people want to find you, what's the best way for them to check out your your matchmaking um, agency? Yeah, they can, they can find us on EliteConnections.com. There's a form you can fill out. You can give us a call. Our number is 800-923-4200. You can contact me. My email is Tammy at EliteConnections.com. You can find me online, social media, Tammy Pickle and Elite Connections. You can find us out everywhere. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, that does it for this episode of Honest AF Show. If there's another subject or product you want us to review or something you want us to talk about, please hit us up on our socials, Honest AF Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. HonestAFShow.com is our website. And until next time, bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks again, Tammy. We obviously need to do a disclaimer here, so we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.